You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. I thought I'd talk a bit about the dangers of rampant artificial intelligence. And there's a bit of a debate going on. There's a bit of a, a kind of high profile debate between the two tech billionaires or gazillionaires, one being the owner of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and the other being Elon Musk of Tesla and SpaceX fame. One is, uh, in the case of Facebook, they're apparently the biggest investor in AI in Silicon Valley. In the case of Elon Musk, he's actually got a business that he's funded himself. It's a not-for-profit. It's called OpenAI. Its mission is to develop AI, but do it in a safe way. Hmm. So one of the concerns is that you wind up with a situation like in the 1991 sci-fi classic Terminator 2, directed by James Cameron, Canadian film director, did also Avatar and Titanic. Just incidentally, he's actually working on four Avatar sequels that are scheduled to reach cinemas from 2020 to 2025. Mm -hmm. That's in production now. But anyway, James Cameron came out and uh, just sort of was commenting on how the Terminator film that he directed, Terminator 2, was, you know, was potentially a very scary prediction of, of, uh, you know, how AI might go wrong. And, And I think they're in the process of doing a restoration and 3D conversion of Terminator to Judgment Day, and that's going to be released in cinemas later this year in August. James Cameron said, when we live in a world of constant surveillance and iPhones that can be tapped by intelligence agencies and predator drones in the skies and serious discussions at high levels about the ethics of robotic combat platforms having autonomous kill capability, you're talking about Terminators and you're talking about Skynet. That's according to James Cameron. He goes on to say, how do we keep an emergent machine intelligence, what they call strong AI, that's equivalent to or greater than human consciousness from just deciding that it doesn't need us anymore, that we're just an impediment. I think, you know, we, we as humans can build these fail-safes into it, but then as soon as the code recognises or the artificial intelligence recognises, well, this doesn't help me, and then they turn that part off, those kill switches off, that's when they reach the singularity, and that's become, you know, we're talking Terminator-type territory there. Yeah, yeah. well, as James Cameron describes it as a, a slate wiper for the planet. Yeah. You know, just going on just a little bit into uh, the, the kind of discussion that's been going on between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Elon Musk has actually described uh, Zuckerberg as with as only limited knowledge of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been sort of trading barbs on Twitter a little bit about this. There are different scientists who come out f- saying different things about this. There are naysayers and there are people who yeah. uh, Mark Zuckerberg regards as, uh, he describes them as irresponsible for being against AI, which he sees as with enormous potential and could solve the world's problems. But, you know, people like Bill Gates, people like... Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking yeah. is another another well-known prominent scientist. They're both urging a lot of caution about how AI is treated and how it's developed. OpenAI is a really good website to have a look at. We'll post links for it. It's Musk's not-for-profit AI company. It's actually looking more at artificial general intelligence. And uh, according to that website, it says it'll be the most significant technology ever created by humans. And OpenAI's mission is to build safe AGI, that's uh, artificial general intelligence, and ensure AGI's benefits are as widely and evenly distributed as possible. We expect AI technologies to be hugely 
hugely impactful in the short term, but their impact will be outstripped by that of the first AGIs. They've got full-time staff of 60 researchers and engineers. They're focusing on long-term research, working on problems that require us to make fundamental advances in AI capabilities. By being at the forefront of the field, we can influence the conditions under which AGI is created. As Alan Kay said, the best way to predict the future is to invent it. And I actually had a look at that OpenAI website. It's got some interesting stuff. It's actually got various examples of research they're doing on specific sort mm-hmm. of problems. Mm-hmm. There's even software and open, open source software that you can download and play around with yourself. Yep. But it's all about sort of how you tr- how you trick AI. You know, how, how if you've got an AI system and it's there to learn, how can you sort of lead it down the garden path? And this is partly one of the fears of having very powerful AI systems is that if they were able to be tricked or hacked, they've been given enough power, then you could have some pretty dangerous results. You know, if you've got AI powering drones yes. and, and they can be tricked in terms of their target selection to to take you out instead of the enemy, you know? Well, it, it is the age-old sort of question. I mean, surely there's amazing purposes and uses for AI, but then there's also the, the malicious intent as well, which can do more harm. So this is where, you know, if it's we continue to create it and it's unregulated, uncontrolled, and it does these, you know, big leaps over the course of every year, then once it gets into the wrong hands, those people or many people can develop this code and then just unleash it on, on the world. And as you say, you know, earlier before with uh, James Cameron and Skynet, it's not so inconceivable. We can look at it as a fantasy uh, in a movie, but we also looking at how technology has grown over the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years and where we are today. Mm. Imagine where AI will be in 30 years' time. We, yeah. we recently bought a little toy puppy, and I think it's called Snuggles. Mm. You know, it's it, a computer-type one, isn't well, it? Well, no, it's, no, no it's, it's, a, it's a $70, quite expensive, China-made soft toy mm-hmm. that barks and that, yeah. that closes its eyes. It, it chews on a, you know, you give it a bottle of milk and it sort of rolls over and it, and it goes to sleep and its eyes open. It's sort of cute. But I was just thinking to myself when I was looking at that and how captivated this child is by it. Mm-hmm. You know, you imagine 10 years down the track and you apply a bit of AI to that, you'll have a robotic dog that, it's you know, like that's, a dog, that's exactly yeah. like a dog, except you can switch it off and put it in the cupboard and charge it overnight and, and leave it, you know, in a cupboard when you go away. Yep. You know, all the sort of benefits. Don't have to that, feed it. You don't have to feed it yeah. anything. You just, just recharge it. Give it a bit of electricity power. now yeah. and again and then it's happy as Larry and it's, almost indistinguishable from a dog. Now, I think there'll always be certain things that biology serves up, which are, which no matter how good you get with AI, yeah. you, you know, certain sort of intangibles that you just can't well, we're talking about get um, to. robotic bees, weren't we, about, you know, pollinating plants. But, mm. you know, a bee is a highly tuned creature. We don't need to be creating little robotic bees to be able to replicate that. Just save the bees is the key message. So there will be certain activities or certain things mm. that it doesn't really make sense to change to some kind of automated robotic process. Mm. But there will be certainly others, where you know whether it might be dangerous activities such as um, working environments. Mm. It would be better to send machines in. Mm. Looking at Fukushima at the moment, they've got people that are going in to clean that up mm. uh, and doing sort of. But they've also got machines that are going in to help clean that up. So there will be a dangerous environments that need automated robotics. Yep. Just back to Elon Musk for a moment. He's on the record as saying, "I don't love the idea of being a house cat." envisaging the creation of neural lacing that magnifies people's brain power by linking them directly to computing capabilities. Now, this is another little one of his multitude of investments that he's got. He's into cautious use of AI and making sure that, you know, we don't have AI that sort of outstrips us. Mm-hmm. 
He believes that artificial intelligence is a terrifying problem and a threat to human civilization. He's arguing recently to legislators in America uh, of both Democrat and Republican background that the technology be regulated sooner rather than later because the risks are there and, and are real enough that safeguards need to be put in place before it's too late. Uh, he, but he has got this business, I think it's called Neuralink, and it will have the potential, if AI gets too smart, it will have the potential to level the playing field a bit by enabling people to directly access processing power and perhaps even download memories for storage. Mm. So we get wired into a computer, we share our brains. Yep computing power if you like we augment it with a computer and maybe that is our key to so the matrix you're talking counterbalancing the effect of ai i know look you keep going back to science fiction whether it's terminator 2 the matrix it is interesting it takes life you know yep it'll be very interesting to see whether elon musk has proved right that this is potentially a fundamental risk to the existence of human civilization just a reminder that on our website we had a chat with dr ian story from rmit's school of business it and logistics and there's a few different interviews with him published recently one of them which directly relates to this is what happens when machines become smarter than humans mm. thanks for listening and head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.